We've talked a lot about the frustrating parts of Saturday's loss for the Hoosiers. What were the positives coming away from that game? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It's Tuesday, September 27th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of at least $10. We spent yesterday's podcast, Monday, talking a lot about what went wrong for IU in their loss at Cincinnati on Saturday. Now... There were two halves of that game. A lot of the second half were positives, especially relative to that first half. We're going to talk about some of those positives and uh, where kind of IU stands after four weeks into the season. First, let's talk about uh, some quotes from Tom Allen's press conference on Monday. The two most notable ones for me. First, obviously on the offensive line quote. It's something that we worked hard on. We're going to have to look at adjusting. Maybe some of the five we play with just try to find the best combination that we have to go with. That's obviously on the table. Part of our discussions, trying to get the best five guys on the field each and every time we play. The bottom line is they have to perform, be able to execute our run and throw game. That wasn't done consistently on Saturday. High priority for us. I don't I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this because this is pretty much exactly what Tom Allen said last season. And then he didn't make what a lot of people felt was the necessary change of parting ways with the offensive line coach, Darren Hiller and brought him back and probably to nobody's surprise, they look like the same unit from last season, only with a little bit more skill. Um, Injuries have hurt them. Bedford going down, Carpenter going down, immediately uh, tested their depth. And if you remember back in the preseason during fall camp, I said this offensive line doesn't have much depth. Uh, That after the first five, six, maybe seven guys, you're going to real quickly get into some young, unproven guys. Um, That's not really an excuse. It's not like the coaching staff didn't see this coming. Uh, but it is the truth. There are guys that are having to learn on the fly. It's still not acceptable. I, I just can't wrap my head around why this has continued to be a recurring problem for IU football and why nothing has changed. Um, it's frustrating. Now, if I was playing devil's advocate to the point I just made, I would say you could change the offensive line coach. I don't know how much talent IU has to work with, with that offensive line. Uh, It's just a group that has struggled and IU hasn't, I don't know if it's, they haven't recruited well, they haven't developed well, a mixture of both, but there just aren't, there isn't a ton of talent on that offensive line. That feels kind of harsh to say, but that's the truth. 
you can have the best coach in the world coaching that offensive line. And if the talent isn't there, it really doesn't matter. So I think it's a mixture of both. I think that probably doesn't excuse no changes being made. I don't think Tom Allen's going to do it in season. So uh, it's going to be something that's going to, um, I don't want to say hang over the team until uh, the off season, but uh, Tom Allen really didn't want to make the move up from Nick Sheridan at the end of the season. Um, and even then he took a pay cut to make up for it. I don't see him parting ways with uh, the offensive line coach for better or for worse. IU's got to figure something out. Again, another devil's advocate point. That was a really good Cincinnati defense with a really good front seven. IU isn't going to face that a ton this uh, season, although they will. I mean, Michigan, Ohio State are going to have that type of team. Maybe in their winnable games they won't face that. Nebraska, Rutgers, Maryland, uh, Purdue, those games they may not face it, but it, it's – I largely speaking, I'm just really surprised there hasn't been any changes made. He also, Tom Allen, uh, quote, to me it's a heightened sense of urgency, no question, and very important when talking about improving the run game – or the offensive line, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I – until he starts doing things and until there's actual improvement, these are just words to me because we heard him a lot last season too. The other thing that plagued IU on Saturday was the slow starts, not just Saturday, uh, throughout the season uh, since that Illinois game. Quote, we're going to change up things we do this week with our guys to try to be able to create a faster start for our team. This is going to be happening on a daily basis. What does that mean? I have no earthly idea, um, but it is something that needs addressed because we kind of predicted this was going to happen. I used fallen behind to lesser talented teams and done enough to make up for it in the second half and stormed back and won the game. They did that through the first three weeks. They tried to do that same thing against Cincinnati and Cincinnati's good. And IU could not storm back and uh, really even get back into the game. Uh, let alone take the lead. So maybe it was one of those things you have to learn the lesson the hard way before you really start applying uh, improvements or something. Uh, but especially as you go on the road in the Big Ten, as they're going to this week, even with a Nebraska team that is all over the place, you can't start spotting them points on the road and expect to be able to to come away with a victory. So it is something that they have to adjust or uh, address, excuse me, and – if they play like they do in the second half of most games, I'm really confident about this team. They haven't really done that. They haven't put together a full uh, 60 minutes. We talked about that heading into that Cincinnati game. They were going to have to put together a full 60 minutes to compete with Cincinnati. They did it for 30 minutes, so they didn't really compete with Cincinnati. Uh, I, that's a oversimplification, but... It's largely the truth. So those are two of the, the main quotes from Tom Allen that stuck out to me on Monday. Uh, having said all that, IU did bounce back in the second half, and they did look really good. So I want to talk about that comeback and how that's different uh, than from last year's team. Before we jump into that, I want to tell you talk to you about today's sponsor, 
From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really hurts right now, guys. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. It's a simple app. I use it every time I go get gas. Uh, it's just free money. The, you pull up the app. You can either um, go to your the gas station uh, and see if they have an offer. If you're like me, I'll pull up the offers. There's a couple around me. I'll pick which one has the best offer. Uh, go fill up my gas there and get cash back. It's you get or to get started, you download the free Upside app, use the promo code Locked, and get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more. Then claim the offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, whether it's gas, like I said, groceries, food, whatever it is. Check in at the business, pay as usual with your credit or debit card, and get paid. It's that simple. Um, you just check in. Pay with your credit card at the pump, uh, and they will, about 24 hours later, let you know how much money you made. Uh, in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and, you, and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back when you on your first purchase. When you spend at least $10, that's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Big thanks to all you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Big thanks to all you guys watching on YouTube. I see you guys over there. I see the comments. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in every day. If you haven't already, go subscribe over on YouTube so you can join in on that conversation daily. So let's talk about that second half because IU did bounce back and this was a, I got the idea kind of for this, an article from Tyler Tackman, uh, from the Indie star. So hat tip to him, go read that article if you haven't already. Uh, but he made a, a really good point that I hadn't kind of contextualized until I read his piece. This approach IU has, has had this season, uh, of spotting the other team points and coming back. Uh, it's been frustrating, but it's a far cry from what the team was last season. Think back to uh, the latter half of last season. When IU would get behind, that was it. That was done. They kind of rolled over. They tried to put up a fight, but uh, it felt like as soon as they got behind that they had just kind of admitted defeat and were ready to move on. We saw in the Idaho game. We saw in the Western Kentucky game. And we even saw on Saturday that they're not admitting defeat and rolling over. They didn't get back into the game too much on Saturday. There was kind of a brief moment where you thought they could cut it to seven. Outside of that, it, it never got closer than a two-score game. But they made it a two-score game after it was a four-score game. Uh, so this is a, a team that has improved in that sense. Uh, Lance Bryant talked after the game. Quote, we have fight, we have no quit. Like in the past, it was just like when they get up, it's like, oh, we lost. Now it's like, let's keep fighting, let's keep playing, let's figure it out and figure out a way to win. And that's a big difference for a team that just the, the mentality they seem to have last season to overturn that completely is noteworthy. 
Uh, it's much different. Um, now, there were times last season where they still were fighting. It wasn't like the minute they fell behind last season, they gave up. I think back to that Michigan State game, simulating the season where uh, they fell behind. They kept fighting. They kept fighting. You, even into the final minutes with the interception in the end zone from Noah Pierre that set up one more attempt at a drive that went absolutely nowhere because, of course, it did. Uh, they kept fighting, but once you got into the final games of the season against your Maryland's, your Rutgers, your Purdue's, there, that fight was gone. There was no more fight. The Ohio State game, uh, I mean, I know that was miserable conditions, but there was no more fight. Uh, they were tapping out as soon as they could and trying to move on to the next week. To have that mentality flipped entirely to where I use always trying to get back into the game and always trying to fight, it's impressive. It's noteworthy. I, I've seen this kind of builds off the point from uh, yet on Monday show. I keep wanting to say yesterday, Monday show. Um, I, I've seen the YouTube comments. I've seen the Twitter comments where it's talking about Tom Allen's this uh, snake oil salesman, and uh, he's been found out. I don't. I, I just feel like you have to have such short-term memory to to believe that uh because you're ignoring what he did to build this program up to this point um not just 2019 2020 but the momentum he built in the years before that yeah last year was awful uh so far it's been the aberration aberration uh in this program they've already uh exceeded that win total this season i don't know what this season's gonna hold it's an improvement from last season. It's it on some levels feels like something closer to uh, what IU was um, when it was building that momentum before. We'll ultimately see what it is. I just I I I just don't see it when when criticizing Tom Allen and saying that this rah rah mentality is is too much and the players aren't listening. I feel like we're, we're watching different games because the players clearly still believe they clearly are still fighting. Uh, and they've changed that mentality. That means they've kind of adopted that mentality through Tom Allen. I understand being frustrated about a loss. Not everything is just fire the coach and fix and it'll fix itself. Uh, this is a process and it is, I use taking steps, maybe baby steps, maybe bigger steps. We'll see. I think this week will will teach us a lot. Uh, we'll see how big those steps are. But right now, uh, IU is taking steps in the right direction to get right back on track. I I think this is the biggest example of that. And I think this is the biggest example of somewhere where Tom Allen certainly has not lost the team. This rah-rah mentality is not is not worn the team down. He's not a snake oil salesman. Uh, whatever it is, whatever cliche you want to throw out there, it does not apply. Uh, you can be upset about the losses, but the fact that we're upset about a loss on the road to a really good Cincinnati team that's going to be ranked, uh, they're a top 20, 25 team. It f- I, I understand being frustrated by the how they lost, but it feels like... This is IU football. It feels like too much to ask. Like I said on Monday's show, 
Nobody, there's nobody that can come in with a magic wand that's going to wave around uh, the program and fix everything. Um, so Tom Allen isn't perfect, but he's a far cry from what IU has had uh, in previous years. And I, he's not going anywhere anyway, but um, IU's made improvements. And I think this is one of the biggest areas because changing a mentality is, isn't easy to do. And he's been able to do that. Let's catch up on some uh, other things, including a uh, top five-star recruit uh, for the 2024 class that is going to be visiting IU for Hoosier Hysteria. We'll dive into that in just a moment. First, big shout-out to Peyton Hendershot, who um, had his first catch, had multiple catches, on Monday Night Football for the Cowboys. Three catches for 43 yards. Boy, did he cause some drama, some, uh, um, I don't want to say controversy. So uh, he had a, a catch in the flat, hurdles a guy, gets a first down. Joe Buck, IU alum. I don't, I don't know that he graduated. Former IU Hoosier, we'll say. Uh made a comment to the effect of he's making the Indiana football program proud. Troy Aikman, uh, joking, uh, presumably mainly with his friend, Joe Buck said, it doesn't take much. Uh, for some reason, IU fans got mad about that. Let's be honest, guys. IU football isn't like this historical program. Like it really doesn't take much to get fans excited. I was excited that I was proud of Peyton Hendershot. Yeah. He had three catches for 43 yards. That's really good for an IU football product. Uh, Troy Aikman wasn't lying, even though he was being a little brutally honest. Now, hypothetically, if you wanted to tweet some photos of UCLA games and their attendance this season, I don't think I would blame you, especially if you wanted to tag Troy Aikman in them. Um, am I going to remember him saying that when UCLA joins the big 10? And IU beats them at some point. No, I'm definitely going to tag him in some tweets. Uh, but, I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, he was joking, but he's not wrong. It's it's IU football, guys. Like, I, Peyton Hendershot is one of only a handful of guys even in the NFL from the IU football program. So, like, yeah, it doesn't take a lot to uh, impress us or make us proud. But, uh that doesn't change the fact that Peyton Hendershot is awesome. He's not only worked his way under the roster as an undrafted free agent, he's worked his way into actual snaps and receptions and that rules. No matter what program you come from, that is awesome. I'm super excited for uh, Peyton. He's come a long way on the field and off of it. Really excited for him. Flory Badunga, I've, I'm sorry if I'm saying that name wrong. I've tried to find somebody saying it, and I have not. Uh, but I think most of you listening to this probably know who he is. Five-star, top-five recruit from Kokomo in the 2024 class. He will be visiting IU for Hoosier Hysteria. That is notable. He's gone to a couple other places uh, for unofficial visits. I believe Butler and Purdue are among them. Uh, but to get him in the building for Hoosier Hysteria... That is notable. That is uh, that is big uh, because he has absolutely flown up draft boards. He went from unranked 
to a top five prospect, uh, depending on where you're looking. 247 Sports has him at number four uh, in this 2024 class. He's an in-state guy. He's a huge monster of a big man that uh, just physically imposing. And again, some people just want to be negative about the, our coaches. Seen a lot of comments uh, on various videos about Mike Woodson and not being a good recruiter. Again, I feel like I'm just like watching something else. He missed on the 2023 class. Um, I that'll happen, and I I use going to prioritize a transfer portal on that. But like seeing the recruits we have coming in and the guys we're offering, the guys we're making connections with, I just feel like there's such a cognitive dissonance required to say that Mike Woodson is struggling as a recruiter. Liam McNeely and Derek Queen were in town in Bloomington over the weekend visiting the program. That's two high, high, high level recruits. Um, IU is getting these top guys in the building. That matters. Not just the fact they're doing it, which is not something they've always done, uh, but the amount of guys they have coming in is uh, important as well. Like they're getting these top guys, whether it's Badunga, uh, McNeely, Queen, Jalen Hood, Shafino, Malik Renault, Tamar Bates. All these guys were very highly rated recruits that either committed, have come in and visited, um, and, or will be a Hoosier hysteria. And so, yeah, I, I sat here and said that it wasn't great that, uh, we really, uh, seem to miss the ball in that 2023 class. I also think recruiting the transfer portal is going to become as important as recruiting high school prospects. So, uh, in some ways it's a TBD on judging this 2023 class. We'll see what happens in the spring. I'm not going to fast forward through all this because this season's going to be awesome and I want to experience it. But, um, again, just calm down, calm down with the negativity. Look at the bright side for some things. Uh, with Badunga coming to Hoosier Hysteria, here's a full list of guys that are uh, right now going to be at Hoosier Hysteria. Gabe Cups and Ja'Kai Newton, the two 2023 recruits IU does have, they're both going to be there. 2024 center Raleigh Burgess, uh, 2024 guard Jonathan Powell, uh, 2024 wing Caleb Williams, uh, 2025 forward Trent Sisley, 2025 guard Trey McKinney, 2025 center Malachi Moreno, and 2025 wing EJ Walker, along with Badunga. Shout out to Peegs for that list that, he, uh, that was put together. So some Indiana guys, some local guys, some guys already committed. Um, this is going to be, imp that's always an important kind of event for a number of reasons, kicks off your season. Uh, you always bring in some noteworthy recruits for that as well. There might be got more guys added to that list in the coming weeks. Um, I guess week. There's not a lot of time between now and Hoosier Hysteria, but there could be more names added to that. We will see. But IU's going to have a really big weekend uh, for recruiting on its hands for that one. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. I think we're going to start some basketball previews. Speaking of the basketball team, um, we're going to try to squeeze these in during football coverage, which means we got to start a little early. So I think we're going to start previewing some individual players for basketball.
Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. It helps us out a ton. Most importantly, those guys, uh, have a great Tuesday. And as always, LEO.